Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Good morning. Welcome to Finding Certainty. If you're a frequent listener, we appreciate your patronage. If you've stumbled across us, been referred to us, or maybe just were searching for the word certainty and you came across our link, we appreciate you stopping by. We like to end the week here on Finding Certainty, discussing and analyzing and peeling back the layers of how to find and even create more certainty in our lives. We bring guests on like our special guest today, Elizabeth Deal, to touch on and analyze this topic. It's an important topic. A lot of people out there worried about the future, looking at their prospects and their bills and inflation and other things and worrying about the uncertainty of it all. But we know that there are definitely ways to create and find more certainty in our lives. So Liz, thanks for being with us this morning. Really appreciate you taking some time to be here on the show. Thank you, Patrick. It's a pleasure. Look forward to it. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's oftentimes I have a guest on that I haven't known very well. Maybe we were recently introduced or uh, maybe their publicist reached out and asked if they could be on the show. But you and I have a much deeper relationship. We're actually uh, old friends. We're associates, colleagues, and even business partners. I've met your husband We've spent time together. We've broken bread. And uh, so as a result, for one thing, this was a much easier episode to prepare for <laughs> because I didn't have to uh, try to figure out who you were, right? That being yeah. said, I, I really appreciate you being on to help share uh, your story and also our story in the process. As we look back over the last uh, several months of uh, finding certainty, we've had Oh, two or three members from our team. We started with Victoria Foster, of course, as the uh, our, uh, really the kickstart to this entire radio show. We had Frank Hellring on first and then Victoria. We've heard from Robert Mesh several weeks ago when he talked about starting a business. He was retiring from corporate America and starting a new endeavor and decided to partner with us in the process. We've heard from Jill McCauley, of course, as she's talked about overcoming trials and tragedy in her life and doing so in a way that just inspires all of us. Well, for you, you have a different story, but you are also a team member and a partner with our profit consulting firm, Certainty Management. Your story is a little bit different than most of ours, though, as, as as most are. I always start out the show with two main reasons why I've invited this guest to be here. First, Liz's story teaches us the power of persistence. It teaches us the uh, extraordinary strength and benefit and advantage of keeping a good attitude, keeping positive, and, and really looking outward, even in the midst of enormous trials, tragedy even, 
and uh, and the struggles of life, right? The, the struggles of mortality. You are just an incredible example to me, Liz, as someone who never gives up. I also wanted to invite Liz on the show this morning to highlight and to congratulate her on achieving a pretty remarkable milestone in her business. So that's why we're here. We always start out, Liz, by asking you to tell us a little bit about your background, maybe where you grew up, uh, a little bit about your family, and then we're going to get into your career and what brought you to today. After our first break, we'll talk about what you're doing in your business and in your efforts uh, to serve others so admirably as you currently are. So tell us a little bit, who is Liz Deal? Elizabeth is your legal name, of course, but we know you as Liz. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, your background, if you would. Yeah, you know me as Liz. My mother was going to have me be Elizabeth, and that was going to be it. Until the neighborhood boy friend, just friend, you know, the young kid around the corner started calling me Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we so, might have to start calling you that now, Liz. I don't know. <laughs> so my mother had a fit. She finally said to Bob, she said, Bob, okay, you can call her Liz, but do not call her Lizard. That's <laughs> <laughs> out. That's awesome. <laughs> so it stuck. <laughs> so that was in Newton, Kansas, where I was raised. I was actually born in Nevada. So I have a few heartstrings mm. that go back to where certainty management is headquartered in Nevada. But I spent most of my youth growing up in a small town in Kansas. And um, from a very young age, I loved music. I mean, I, I would stand in my bedroom with my record player up as high as it would go, and I would conduct Whatever music was playing, I was the conductor. And so I really thought as a young age that I was going to be the conductor of an orchestra. That was kind of my the sights that I had in my life. But um, I didn't go that route, although I did continue and I have a college degree in music. Um, but that's kind of where I started. And then because music was my life, most of my music was night work. You know, I was teaching, I was playing in a symphony, I was playing in bands and everything happened at night. And so it was my daytime that I had free. So I loved needlework. I was taught by my grandmother when I was young and um, I started a design company. I opened a retail store first. I had that for eight years. And then during the midst of that, I opened a needlework design company, manufacturing and publishing in that field. And I love that. And I had that business for 28 years. I really thought that was going to be my entire life. But, you know, life gives you different things. And probably at the turn of the year 2000, our industry changed. And it was a point in my life where I'd been in the business a long time and I could have morphed with that change. Um Gosh, at the time, I was servicing like 3,500 stores around the world. And wow. in a matter of a year or two, that was cut in half because the young women that were coming up were not interested in it as much anymore. The internet had kind of taken over. People were coming home and playing solitaire on their computer. And handwork and needlework was, you know, diminishing. And so it was really a shift in what was happening in that entire industry. And so I decided to retire from that and uh, move on. And I actually got more into the health and wellness industry, which I really loved. 
and then found myself in a situation where I really needed that even more. So that's kind of how my journey progressed. Um, you know, I think things happen and then we have to make decisions, you know, are we going to stay the path? Are we going to make a change? And um, how open are you to change? And I think that's the biggest key. Well, change is inevitable, right? As they say, the only thing that's constant is change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you look at it from an entrepreneur and both as a mother and a grandmother, I know you recently moved from Scottsdale to Minnesota, which most people are thinking, what are you thinking? <laughs> right? Uh, you had your first snowfall just a couple of weeks ago. But you moved there for your your grandbabies, right? You moved there to get cl closer to your kids, and um, I think my hat is off to you. Obviously, that's a it's a great example that you have your priorities straight. But <laughs> you know, talking about uh, before I go into this topic, uh, you mentioned Kansas. Some of my favorite people are from Kansas, by the way. You know, we love Malicia, who's from Kansas, who's on our team. And yes. my wife, Tesha, was born at Fort Riley, Kansas. So, you wow. know, speaking of favorite people, I don't know if you even knew that, but. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we have a, you know, yeah, if you're from Kansas, we figure, you know, you're, you're good stock and <laughs> you have our vote, even if we didn't know you. But, um, you know, as you, as you talk about change in business and, and just in, in life, really. Um, I think it's one of the most important characteristics of being able to find and secure and and de develop certainty in our lives is the ability to, as I say, roll with the punches. Right? You have to you have to be able to have water off the duck's back, as they say. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to adapt. When I was first asked to do the show, finding certainty that. The general manager, Robert Chilino, asked me what I'd talk about. And I said, I would say two things. And the first is we have to be willing to evolve. If we try to stay in one place, we're going to get run over, right? And we and we also have to learn to work together. We have to link arms and focus on the 95% of things we have in common, the 5% we disagree on. We just agree to disagree. I think if we could do those two things as a nation, as a people, as communities, if we could learn to evolve and learn to work together, I mean, amazing things can happen. Now, you talked about how you you got into health and wellness. Your industry evolved. Obviously, the internet changed everything for everyone. But you said that health and wellness became more important to you. Do you mind talking about why that is? I know when I talk about you overcoming trials and challenges, I mean, you went through and extraordinary one talking about dealing with change yeah so um you know i felt like uh when i was trying to make a decision of retiring out of my design company and what i was going to do next because uh i always have to be doing something that's just me um i really felt like i my health could improve not that i was in bad shape at the time that i out, but I felt like I could have improvement there. And so, and I'd always been very interested in what was going on. Um, I got very interested in um, holistic and natural medicine and that sort of thing and, and took a lot of courses and things that I could do kind of learning about that. Um, and it was a good thing I did because I started really um, 
giving my body good things. You know, we understand that um, the body is the miracle, you know, and if we just give it the right things, good things can happen. But in 2010, I heard the three scariest words um, that I could have ever heard, and that was, you have cancer. And that's just a, it it rocks your world. It, it just shakes you. You know, you go, wow, you know, I never was expecting that. Although at the time, I remember the odds being quite heavy. You know, if you're in a group of people of eight, you know, three or four are going to have cancer at some point, you know, which is shocking. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, if I may, how did you feel when you when you first heard that? You talk about it being shocking, and I think many of us can't imagine. We haven't gone through that. Many of us have. But talk about change, right? Talk about yeah. a paradigm shift. Yeah. What were your first thoughts? Um, well, I found the lump that I had. So I had breast cancer, and I found it, and it was it was good sized. So. I kind of thought that that's probably what was going to happen, but it's not really until your doctor calls you and I'm standing in the kitchen and they tell me that indeed I have cancer because up to that point you think, ah, no way. It's just something else, you know? Um, So it just kind of stops your, you know, everything you're doing just kind of comes to a screeching halt and you go, oh, wow, now what, you know? And so, and I had a very hard time accepting Western protocol, you know, uh, I just kind of had this this vision that that we are a miracle and that we should be able to heal our bodies and that sort of thing. So it was just difficult for me on many levels because of what I had to go through. You know, I was um, frustrated by, by what I had to go through. Um, I had one experience where uh, I knew from my education that sugar was really bad for cancer and cancer loves sugar. And yet when I would go to the radiology office, they were providing sweet rolls, <laughs> you know? And I just said, <laughs> "Really? why? Yeah, in fact, I really uh, frustrated my radiologist to the point where I said, you know, why are you serving sweet rolls? You have many choices to put in your lobby. I just don't get it. And he said, well, my customer, my patients love this. And I said, yes, but you know, where does the education begin? Where does the buck stop? You know, where right, does the education begin? You know, <laughs> and he just looked at me and he walked out of the room. So I mean, do you re- was, do you realize you're exacerbating the problem here? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you care? Right. Yeah. And then during chemo, I, I finally told my oncologist one day, I said, if I hear another pop, Coca-Cola, whatever can pop open. And the candy bars that are provided, I said, I'm going to scream. So I said, if you hear someone screaming in the chemo room, it's going to be me. <laughs> so wow. I just couldn't get the, um, I, I just had a very hard time with all of that. Um, but, you know, you, you do what you have to do. And it was my children, really, that because uh, two years later, um, after I had gone through those procedures and things were just fine, Two years later, I heard those three scary words again. You have cancer. So it reoccurred. Not once, but twice. <laughs> but twice, yeah. And at that point, it was like, I was almost ready just to give up and say, well, I'm not going back to, you know, I'm not going back there. And my kids were the ones that just said, mom, you have to do everything that you can do. And it wasn't until the day, well, when I was trying to make this decision and I had full blown cancer and um, I was in, I had fallen 
and broken my elbow. And so I had had plates and pins and screws put into my elbow and I was um, in the, in the um, doctor's office. He was looking at my x-rays and he said, do you realize we can, it looks like we can take your pins out right now and the screws and everything. And I said, really? I said, you told me it would be three or four months. And he said, well, he said, how long's it been? Because he hadn't really looked at my chart. And I said, it's been five, six weeks. And he looked at me and he looked at the chart and he looked back and he said, do you realize you're in the 90th percentile of joint mobility and recovery? And I said, no. Nice. And I said, but I know why. And I left that day with the weight of the world off my shoulders because I had been really pumping my body full of good nutritious stuff. And and I had been praying every day as well as most of us do in that situation. And I just walked away going, oh my goodness, the body is the miracle and things are possible. You just have to really focus on what is possible. And so I called my kids and I said, okay, I'm doing chemo, I'm doing radiation because I'm strong and I'm gonna get through it and it will not be a problem. And I did that and just had a great experience because I learned that cancer first is a mind game. You have to get your mind wrapped around what's going on in your position. And if you can get your mind set to what is positive and what is right and that you've made the right decision, because I don't think it really matters what decision you make as long as you know that you've made the right decision. And if that's the good decision you've made, then go with it and flow with it and everything will be okay. 100%. You know, this this uh, topic of mindset, right? Choosing how we will think, which dictates how we will feel, which leads to how we will succeed or, or fail in the process, right? How we will overcome. Mm-hmm. This is a really important topic. We're up against our first break. When we come back, let's continue that dialogue because I think it applies in everything we do, not just in our health, but also in music in business, in our life, in parenting. So important. We're visiting with Liz Dill. She's a partner in certainty management. She's a vice president with the new banking platform, Transact Card, which we're going to be talking about. Thanks for being here, Liz. We will be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. 
That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty, where we analyze certainty in, in all its shades and colors, multiple levels, multiple elements that make up finding certainty in our lives. You know, as I look back on it, I love the name of our channel and everything it stands for, but I I sometimes feel like we should have made it an even more proactive word. You know, it's not just going out and finding it. It's creating it, it's developing it, it's building it, right? Uncovering it. Yeah, I guess they're all wrapped up into finding, but, you know, we're visiting with Liz Deal. She's a partner at Certainty Management and uh, recently promoted to vice president with Transact Card, which I'd love to talk to, to you a little bit about that as part of your story. But prior to that, we were talking about your history as an entrepreneur and as a musician. We got into health and your 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 uh, triumph over cancer, not once, but twice. Let's go back for a minute, though, and talk a little bit more about your music history, because I know you said you love music and you played uh, all through high school and college. You played in a rock band. You played in a jazz band, a still, still drum band, a symphony for many, many years, right? What was it about music that you feel like made you who you are? and maybe even contributed to what you're doing today? Well, you know, music, um, well, I have, I have a good story in college. We had um, probably my all-time favorite. Um, he was the head of the music department, but Mr. Fetter, uh, he was just a wonderful soul. And he was the kindest man you would ever meet. But when we would come into symphony rehearsal, um, if you were late, if you were late, if they had started, he would stop the orchestra. Everyone would take their bows and tap the music stand and they would shuffle their feet until you got to your seat and sat down and got ready. So it was it, it was interesting because when you're the person that's late and everyone stops while you get ready, um, it teaches you early on that you are part of a team. And that the team can't go forward unless every player is there. And boy, howdy, if you are late, you're only late once. <laughs> you're never late again. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but, a, but it was a teaching moment. Um, you know, it's that that age old thing that's saying, you know, when you walk through the door for business, game is on. You know, when you walk through the door in the symphony hall, you know, game is on. And you've got to be there on time because people are counting on you. And even though you think you're part of a, a symphony orchestra that's got a hundred people in it and you, oh, you don't count, you do count. Every note that you play counts, which that's is why, why everyone practices and everyone shows up on time. And so that showing up is a big key. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. That actually tells me a lot about you. That early lesson, because you are very much a team player. You're always showing up. You show up early. You stay late. You you volunteer to help people, even those who aren't really benefiting you. Somebody maybe a team member or or something else where you're not directly connected to that job or that customer, but you always do that, Liz. And, uh, you know, I think as I look back on my experience with you and getting to know you, one of the things that stood out to me has been your attitude as a servant leader. You've been, um, you know, to this point, it's not just a team member, but a team leader. And you were from the very beginning, even before you were a partner, even before you were a vice president. You know, you've always been a leader. And maybe you just come by it naturally after owning your own business for all these years or or uh, leading the band or whatever the case might be. One thing, I have a hard time envisioning you playing the bass because a bass is not a small instrument and you are not a large woman, right? (laughs) Yes, well, you know, I started playing piano when I was super young, probably five or six years old. And then of course, in, in grade school, I chose the flute. And then of course I wanted a guitar after that. And in I was playing the flute, you know, in the band and my high school band director in ninth grade, he came to me and he said, have you ever thought of playing the bass? I said, no, I haven't. And he said, well, I tell you what, he said, flutes are a dime a dozen. But he said, if you become a bass player, it will open doors for you. And I said, well, okay, let's play the bass. <laughs> so he was the first one that gave me my initial bass lessons. And then I was in a very small town outside of Wichita, so I would drive in every Saturday morning to take bass lessons at WSU and play in the Youth Symphony there. And so I just loved it. And it did open doors for a woman and, you know, opportunities. There aren't that many bass players. And so it did open doors for me. And I'm so grateful that he offered the experience and that I said yes. Absolutely. You know, and there's even less bass players who are women. Right. I mean, it seems like it's usually a big, bold, burly guy who's playing the bass. And I still have a hard time envisioning you because <laughs> bass is probably twice as tall as you are. But the uh, I know you had a unique experience playing with a very famous jazz musician. You know, do you, would you like to mention who that was? Sure. Um, so I had the opportunity to play in a backup band for Ella Fitzgerald. For those of you that know that name. It was just well, who doesn't, right? <laughs> it was incredible um, to think of what what her path was, what her life journey was, you know, in the years that she was alive and when she started her music and what she had to go through and what she had to say yes to. It was very, very inspiring for me to not only be in her presence, but to play music with her just thinking of everything that she was and had become and was still becoming it was phenomenal yeah talk about talk about dealing with change and overcoming racism overcoming you know prejudice and being a woman in 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 music is a lot more difficult has been for decades than a man you know being a woman in general i think has been more difficult in ways and you know as guys we get it easy Especially if you're a Caucasian man, it's kind of like they think it's an easier road. That doesn't mean it is, but it's a perception. I think there is some truth to that. But 
So let's move on. Let's talk about what you're doing today. Um, after many years of owning your own business, you started working in health and wellness. You started branching out into entrepreneurialism, some direct sales, et cetera, et cetera. And then our paths crossed. You were introduced to us by our director of sales, uh, Victoria Foster, correct? And I remember the day she said, I know a person. I don't know if we could get her, but I know a person who would be phenomenal on our team. Her name is Liz Dill. (laughs) (laughs) And over the last almost, what has it been now? Three years almost? I mean, the company was just starting and talk about change, right? Starting a business and and building it up from nothing. And and in the pandemic, to be honest, um, that was not easy. And you were there. You were there from the start, almost looking at analyzing and, and contributing to our growth. And as you've looked back over the last two or three years with Certainty Management, What has been, do you think, our secret to success? Because we are succeeding, right? We're starting to see amazing things happen. But it took some time, right? It took some pivoting and water off the deck's back and persistence. But you were there. You were part of it. You actually became a partner because of just how much you've contributed. Any insights on on how we've gotten here? Well, you know... um life and times in our society changed with the pandemic and i had just made a change mike and i had moved from the seattle area we'd raised our kids in eugene oregon and i'd love the northwest it's really home for me um but we decided to make a move um mike was showing a few health issues and um he was retiring at although he didn't really want to say he was, but we knew that was kind of happening. So we decided we wanted to experience the desert. So we moved to the desert to experience it. And we didn't really even, the day that we moved to Arizona, we didn't think we were (laughs) because, but because of the pandemic, we got there and then we ended up staying um, because we didn't have the luxury of just going back to Seattle because of the beginning of COVID. And so- it was um, it was a decision. We just said, okay, well, I guess we better rent a condo and, and stay here for a while because, you know, everything has shifted. So with certainty management beginning during those times, um, one thing that it changed, it changed this Zoom platform. I mean, my goodness, uh, prior to that, in fact, I remember leaving some of my groups that I attended, networking groups in Seattle, and saying, do you think there's any way that somebody could bring a computer and I could Zoom and, and listen and still continue with some of what you're doing? And at that point, it was pre-COVID, just like a month or so before, it was like nobody had the vision of that. You know, and it was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And so then shortly after that, COVID happened and then boom, everyone was on board. And I think that made a difference in the capability of certainty management to really uh, scour the country for the best of the best, to bring them together in different regions with a mindset that it's okay that we're all meeting on Zoom and because it kind of forced us into that but i think that was the beginning of the success and then being able to come together you know weekly 
made a difference as well. And of course, your leadership, Patrick, your training, all of that was the pivotal point, which allowed that to all unfold and happen. Isn't it interesting? And I appreciate that, but I find it interesting how even with Zoom, as we've developed um, clients all over the country and affiliates from coast to coast and, and so forth, it's interesting how we get together and when we do finally get together in person, it feels like we've <laughs> we, we've known each other for, for years and been together multiple times. I mean, we just met Bill Helene the other day, who is from Seattle. He's on our team. He was here in Vegas this last week and we got to go to dinner and spend some time together. And I felt like I'd been hanging out with him for, for years and we had never met in person, right? <laughs> I mean, I... I remember when I started, um, I, I start, I personally actually started using Zoom years before the pandemic. And I was one of the few people I knew that was using Zoom. It was this new technology, I don't know, two, three, four years before the pandemic. And I'd invite people to come to a Zoom webinar and they'd look at me cross-eyed and say, what's that? Is that, is, is that that old TV show, Zoom, <laughs> right? <laughs> And uh, and so it was fun. I I, I wish I had uh, thought to buy some stock in it back then because obviously it, it exploded. But um, so it, I think you're right, though. The, it, the connectivity and the technology has definitely bonded our team. It definitely expanded our reach. Um, anything else you can think of that's contributed to our expanding success story? I think the maybe the heart and soul of the company is servant leadership. And I know that's what resonated with me. You know, I'm older and have had experiences in my life. And it's a time in my life where it's time to really focus on giving back. And I have the opportunity to do that today. So I think it's that that underlying cause and purpose of helping others to give back, to pay it forward. And the, the pillars of the community that we have in certainty management is all about finding products and services that indeed give back, help other people, and allows us to be servant leaders. Years ago, I, I took some of those um, tests, you know, character and what, what you should be in and field and whatnot. And, and the gentleman that gave me that test was a good mentor and confidant. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you are a benevolent achiever. <laughs> so that was his term for me. But I, I think that's probably That's a, that's and, a pretty good think, definition of you, Liz. I like that. <laughs> so, and I think I found that in certainty as well. So you know, it, I resonate with certainty, maybe because of maybe that's my character. And I love what certainty is all about. Well, we, uh, we are definitely trying, right? We, we realize, and those of you who don't know who certainty management is, or what we do, we're a profit consulting firm in in Henderson, Nevada, we help our clients to improve their bottom line to add to their profits, to, as we say, make more and keep more. And we do that in a dozen different ways. We also encourage them to give more. We started what is called Certainty Partners Program, and it was designed to help give back, uh, to use what we're good at, to not just make income, but also make a difference. And so to Liz's point, it's a very big part of who we are. 
who we're trying to be is to make a difference not just make money or as we say to do some good not just to do business but we're up against our next break here but uh, when we come back let's talk a little bit about your current project and this uh, achievement that you recently were recognized for i think it's worth mentioning uh, we're visiting with liz deal former musician even playing with the likes of ella fitzgerald if you can imagine uh, entrepreneur business owner mom grandmother i mean the list goes on liz we could go on and on and on about your uh, extraordinary life but um, appreciate you listening to us here on Finding Certainty. Don't go away. We'll be right back and continue the conversation with Liz. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. Having a delightful conversation with my good friend, Elizabeth Deal, who we affectionately know as Liz. Although I think we might have to start calling you Lizard. <laughs> eh, maybe not, but... Liz, I really appreciate you being here. And as you know, part of the reason I invited you to be on the show, I think it's long overdue, but I think it's a good uh, it's good timing because I wanted to recognize you for hitting this remarkable achievement as part of our Transact Card banking platform that we're a partner of. But you've achieved the level within the company of vice president. And that's no small uh, achievement. And not only is it, does it take some work, but the reward that can come from that is absolutely life-changing. Um, you know, I don't know when you started with certainty or started working with Transact Card as one of our one of our vendor partners, if you realized what was coming down the road. You know, I mean, because you've done a lot of things in your life. You've had a lot of experiences, but how many of them can create 
what Transact Card is creating as quickly and really with as big an outcome and a growing potential uh, expanding outcome as this is, right? I mean, have you kind of wrapped your head around that about how how big this could be? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I kind of think about that off and on. I think, wow, this could be massive, you know, and it's exciting to think that we truly could have something in our hands, a vehicle that's going to just absolutely bless the world, which would be amazing. Um, So many people today are struggling, you know, just here in the U.S. I think they say that that almost 50 percent of us don't have five hundred dollars in an emergency fund. And that's scary. You know, it is. And the cost of goods has risen, what, 10, 12% over the last couple of years. So we all feel it. It doesn't matter our where we are in society or income level. We all are feeling it. Um, and it's, it's just really rewarding to think that we may have found something, that something came across the desk that we looked at and said yes to that could truly make a difference in the world and that's really what gives me goosebumps and what gets me up every day. Couldn't agree more. I uh, I know you know at Certainty, we analyze a lot of different product offerings. We're offered new services to represent on a weekly basis. And most of them we turn down, right? Uh, there's a lot of great things out there and some better than others and some are total crap, but <laughs> but there's some really good offerings. And yet you can't be all things to all people. We're in the lane of trying to improve profitability. So it has to do something along those lanes. We're not just going to start selling widgets or, you know, uh, you know, massage uh, memberships or something like that. <laughs> you know, it has to be about driving dollars to the bottom line, about increasing profitability. Uh, Transact Card was unique, as you know, and we can talk a little bit about uh, more about it, but it was unique because it's a not just a new banking platform, but it's a social impact banking platform. It can literally double the buying power of our customers. It can help create savings for millions of Americans and, and also customers worldwide as we expand globally. And it can create an income opportunity, a, a, a revenue stream for both individuals and small businesses and nonprofits, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Um, when you first were introduced to Transact Card, what was your initial impression? I mean, was it was it just uh, we'll see how this works? Kind of skepticism? Was it optimism? Was it was it hope? I mean, tell me tell me your thoughts if you don't mind. Well, I think in the beginning, it was kind of like, like maybe a lot of people say this sounds too good to be true, you know, <laughs> so that, yeah. you know, you kind of go, is this for real? You know, they're in pre-launch. This is a startup company. Are they going to survive to launch? You know, right. all those things, of course, go through your mind. But as the, and I, I came on board the first of May, right around there, April, May, and what I was really watching for was, was 
how the company, of course, we know it's pre-launch. So we know a lot of things can happen. You beta test things, things don't work out. You make a change, you do this or that. But I was really watching for when there was a glitch, when there was an issue, how quickly could the company correct? And right. so I just became more and more impressed over the summer as I watched things happen, which they will happen, and then the company correct and make good on what happened and realize that they needed to make that shift in order to make it work well, in order to come into our launch that happened this past week and feel like we have our ducks in the row, even though some ducks may not quite be shoved in the row yet. But I think the overall vision of the company, I mean, goodness, Patrick, they have set this company up in a 399-year trust. I mean, that's vision, you know? Right. And so when you think about they're doing things today for longevity, that's really the key. And we can't expect things to just pop. You know, we're in such an instant society. We want things now. But sometimes when you're building and creating a business, which you and I both done, you know, you want it to last as long as it can. And you want to be able to will it to your children. You know, you want that. And so that has been very exciting in seeing Transact do just that. Yeah, you know, the one of the founders of Transact Guard, Peter Rancy, has said many times, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know this, I know this. Anyone out there who's listening who has or is building a business knows that there are a lot of peaks and valleys, a lot of growing pains, a lot of pivoting and readjusting and two steps forward, three steps backward. And, you know, that's just the name of the game. You know, it, it, not only are we an instant society, we want things now, but we want them perfect now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, as I look at Transactor, there's three things that have stood out to me. One is their ability to make those pivots and those adjustments and do so quickly. But also the secondly, I've loved their transparency as they've gone through it all. Been very open about what's working, what's not working, and the lessons they're learning and the, uh, the adjustments they're making. I've, I try to do that in certainty management. You know, it's not always good. Things don't always work. We've tried out product lines and vendors that we decided to to move on from eventually. And rather than trying to make excuses, we just learn from the lesson and move on. Transactcard has done exactly that. I think they are very good at both making adjustments and making it transparent and being open about it. But I think the, the number one thing I love about them is that they have a heart for the one. This uh, last weekend at the launch, as you know, Liz, you were there. They talked repeatedly about why this company exists and that it exists for the one, for that single mom who's struggling to raise her kids on her own or that small business who, who isn't making a profit as many, many are not over 90% never make over a hundred thousand dollars. They need additional revenue. They need a hand up. It's for that nonprofit that needs funding to do the work they're trying to do. And, you know, we've, we've shared examples and you can, you know, maybe you can share your insights there, but why that is, why is it that they, and how is it that they are going to accomplish this objective? Because first, there has to be the motivation, but second, there has to be the 
mechanism, right? There has to be the vehicle to get there. Do you mind just explaining briefly what Transact Card is and how it works? Um, you know, take 60 seconds and do that if you wouldn't mind. Oh, sure. So I guess on a very just um, basic level, imagine, well, let's first say, I, I would imagine that everyone listening has in their wallet a debit card or a credit card because that's what our society runs on today. And on those cards that you have in your wallet right now, you might get 1%, 3%, maybe even 5% cash back or airline miles or whatever you might be getting. But imagine having a debit card in your wallet where you are actually getting dollar for dollar rewards. That means that if you go to the grocery store and spend $100, on your groceries, that now you have a hundred dollars equivalent in what Transact calls Z bucks in your wallet that you can now spend at a later time in a different way. I mean, this is truly doubling your buying power and making a difference. Um, it's making a difference for that single mom. It's making a difference for the people in my age group that are retired and, and are desperately looking for added income to make ends meet or, you know, the college kid in between or, or whoever it is. That's the beauty of it. Everybody needs a hand up. And um, this is a beautiful way that that's happening simply with that debit card. They also have a facet of the company where they're educating people on what it means to be saving, you know, um, and not putting things in the saving account where you load your savings account at the beginning of the month and then need it and spend it at the end of the month. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so but that's the way most of us are working. You know, we think, oh, great, I can put 50 bucks in my savings account on the first day of the month, but by the last day of the month, you need that $50. So you take it right back out. So it's just um, twofold in what they're doing in helping us um, save, helping us earn, helping us double our buying power. That's right. Uh, Peter Rancy, as I mentioned, he talks often about how their goal is to ease the financial pain in America. And they're doing that by doubling our buying power. They're doing that by helping us create a nest egg and savings and you know, automatic savings, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's compounding. Many of us don't even understand the the, the power of compounding interest. And Transact Card can help you come to understand that and benefit from it. And then lastly, on the business side of Transact Card, if someone is looking for an opportunity, it offers the most remarkable work from home income opportunity that we've ever seen. Liz is a, what's called a digital branch office owner. I am. We have hundreds of, of digital branches we're working with now across the country. And the income available from that is unparalleled. Um, Liz just achieved a level of vice president with the company. In less than six months, she achieved a level that will pay her tens of thousands of dollars a year the bonus alone is up to twelve thousand five hundred per month. That's one hundred fifty thousand a year, Liz. I, I'm sure you've done the math, right? And as you are in retirement, and as you are, if you're on a fixed income, if you're starting out, not knowing what you're going to do, how are you, are you going to get a job after college, or maybe you're trying to get out of the job you're in? <laughs> that is, uh, well, that's just the bonus alone, not counting the income from the swipes and the grants and overrides that is 
I think it's it's life changing. It truly so, does sound too good to be true. <laughs> it does, you and know, yet it, it is the culmination is. of some of the most experienced leaders mm-hmm. and ex- uh, really an extraordinary technology and partnership with the small community banks out there that is is working. So just in closing, we're coming up on the end of the show. What would you attribute your success in music, in business, and then now in Transact Card? If you had to say one thing, what would it be? Um, perseverance and just that that key lesson that I learned years ago about showing up. Because, you know, if you show up, there's a good chance you're going to do something. (laughs) So, you know, if you don't show up, you're not going to do anything. But if you show up, something could happen and something um, for good will happen. So it's just that perseverance and every day waking up saying what's next and go after it. What else can I do, right? What else can I do? Perfect example, Liz moved to Minnesota, didn't know anyone, Googled networking groups in town, and she found, I think, two or three of them and went that week. One of them was a speed dating type uh, networking <laughs> man. She went to 20 people in about, you know, about what, 20 minutes, right? And I mean, that's what we're talking about, about showing up. Mm-hmm. Keep asking, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. appreciate you being on the show Liz we could talk lots more and we will I know but yeah. uh, thanks for being here sharing another viewpoint on certainty in our lives again congratulations on your recent achievement a senior vice president it's coming next I know <laughs> and uh, excited to see it happen for you and thanks for being here I really appreciate you and all you do for us and the example that you are well thank you for that and and I want everyone to know that it takes a team it takes a village you don't do this by yourself. You know, you it's the other people that are around you pushing you up. So thank you very much. 100%. Thanks for listening to uh, Finding Certainty and joining us this morning. We hope you have a great weekend. Be back next week. We'll have another guest. Maybe not as good as Liz, but they'll be good. And uh, we'll dissect again how to create more certainty in our life. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you later. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.